All right. Welcome back to another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we are joined in studio by a great friend of mine, Jeff Hassanow, also known as the Unconditional Fox. All right. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Thank you for that intro. I love that. Absolutely. So Jeff is a good friend. Jeff leads a group uh, based here in Michigan, uh, a chapter of the Mankind Project, which is a really cool organization that I've been part of over the years. And Jeff and I have really gotten to know each other in a pretty intimate setting in terms of uh, you know what goes on in our personal lives and business lives. And Jeff has been really a friend and a mentor to me in a lot of different ways. So I wanted to bring him on the show, kind of open things up a little bit, and just see what happens. So before we get into whatever's going to happen, let's talk about who you are, Jeff. So tell the world, who is Jeff Hassanow? Sure. Thanks, Dan. And, you know, really uh, proud of you for doing this podcast. Uh, happy to be on here. I was really happy to hear that you're doing this kind of initiative. And to be a part of it is really kind of a private joy. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we met in uh, Mankind Project. So it's, it's an interesting organization where we really get to know each other as, as men and talk about feelings and get very deep. And I've noticed in that organization... Sometimes a couple of years go by, and then you go, hey, what do you do for a living? <laughs> it's like the reverse of how every other right. organization works. So what I do for a living is I'm a computer consultant. So I don't actually do work on computers. I tell people what work to do on computers. Love it. It's really a great scam. I love it. You know, so, uh, And that's what I do at my main job. But on my outside job, I also am a uh, dad and a granddad. So I've got five grandkids. And uh, part uh, I was raised in a uh, family building company, so it wasn't really a family; it was a family building company. So that's that's I think how we come into this conversation today. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, and that's so interesting because I've heard a lot of uh, stories that you've told me about from your childhood, yeah. and I know that it's kind of interesting. I also was raised in a family that had an entrepreneurial backbone. My dad's a pharmacist; he owned pharmacies. My bubby, my my grandmother was flipping houses. You know, as as you know, as soon as she came to this country in nineteen. 19- 1950. And I think that being around the trades or being around real estate investing, being around uh, entrepreneurs and businesses really has an impact, a subconscious impact. So for me, I just never saw myself working for a company. I always saw myself as, yeah, maybe this is a means to an end. I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm very curious as to, you know, growing up in a family building company or building family company, however you want to say it, what impact did that have on you? Uh, I think something that you're talking about it was it, it made it the um, the barriers come down. Like when we decided to rent my my wife's property when she moved in with me, we were going to rent her house. She goes, I don't know, I don't know about renting. And I said, oh, this is natural. This is as calm as you know taking a walk around the block for me to, to rent something. So I think that really had an effect on me that just be raised in that to be constantly on properties, constantly see that kind sure. of stuff go on. It made that uh, potential come down. And, okay, you know maybe that's what some of the commercial real estate people would think too is. Uh, if you're in commercial real estate, it seems, oh, just get a storefront and go for it. But for the regular person, a regular entrepreneur, that's a really big barrier to break. It's like, who do I talk to? What if plumbing breaks? All these kind of things go through our minds that are eliminated when you become, when you're raised in that kind of environment. So. Sure. So that upbringing really removed those limits, those those boundaries, which are really, it's interesting. Those are artificial, right? Oh, yeah. Nothing was physically removed. You know, you weren't given some book, I don't think, that told you what to do in every, you know, a tenant calls at, at three in the morning with a leaky toilet, do this. Right. Uh, the money isn't paid at this month, do that. But you, you that, that boundary and that border was gone. So, so consciously or subconsciously, I should say, you were able to do things that other people would say, oh, no, no, I can't do that. And really the only thing stopping them is that limiting belief. So I'm very curious now that we've kind of fast forward, you know, you grew up in this building company and it was a family business and you got involved in rental properties. What what age were you at when you got involved in, in passive income producing rental properties? Uh, 
Uh, relatively passive, I should say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Six. <laughs> that was six. Yeah. You, you were six years old. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Six years old. I remember some of the stories about your dad was actually having you work on the houses, Oh, right? yeah. We would work on houses, dig basements, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, my gosh. You know, working every day in the summer and all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. There's, there's anything in our family that all, all the males have the initials JJH. So, oh, so I didn't is, know that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It goes back to my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Everybody has JJH, so... I was 14 in a shipment of books. My grandfather was not only a builder, but an author. had come in for like $14,000, right? And the, and the guy's like, who do I sign this with? With Jay Hassanaugh. I'm, like, uh, I'm Jay Hassanaugh. <laughs> you can sign <laughs> That's so. awesome. That's awesome. So what you said reminded me of a story that was very moving to me. So I'm a big Will Smith fan. Okay. I think he's a great actor. I think he's just, he's got something, some charisma in him that, that resonates with me. And there's a great YouTube clip where, Will talks about his father and his brother and how when he was a kid, because you mentioned about digging things yourself and doing work yourself. When, when he was a kid, his father was also working on houses. And there was a house that had a brick wall. And it was done and ready to go. So he had the father had Will and his brother totally demolish the brick wall. And then he said, okay, boys, now for the rest of the summer, you're going to rebuild it one brick at a time. What? Yeah, and he had them re- rebuild it. And he... he they're like, how do we rebuild thousands of bricks? And he says, the way that you build a brick wall is the same way you do anything in your life, one brick at a time. Mm-hmm. And Will said in this interview that the experience of every day, you know, you might lay 10 bricks or 100 bricks or 200 bricks, but every one of them had to be perfect. And if you didn't focus on that one brick, your, your whole course would go off of, off of uh, alignment. And for him, it taught him the value of hard work and on focusing on one brick at a time, which to me was really awesome. So when you said that story, it reminded me, I think, that perhaps, you know, being able to be trained at such a young age to learn how to do the processes of building a home or of renovating a home has allowed you to do something that other people might consider to be difficult in a relatively effortless manner. Yeah. So now fast forwarding to, to now, you, you've over the years owned a number of rental properties, correct? Correct. Yep. Tell us about that experience. Um, uh, don't do it. <laughs> it's rough, man. It's kind of rough. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, so I like to take my, the one of my, my wife. So when she married me, she, she moved in and we said, oh, let's just rent your house out and make that a rental. And it was doing fairly well until somebody seemed very interested in the heater that was downstairs when I showed it to them. And sure enough, you know, it got broken too. Somebody pulled the heater out. Oh, man. And that expense right there kind of sank that project. Uh, sure. It'd be kind of inexpensive. Uh, uh, but I think what I got out of the whole experience was something that I got from my father. So I was a, I was a very young dad, as you know. I was yes. a dad at 16 and became even a single father. So this was a very, very difficult situation. And my dad had a lot of properties, so we always made sure I had a roof over my head, which was really nice and very generous of my dad to do. Um, so I, I'm really glad I could do something like that to my kids. That's amazing. You know, so uh, we have this property. It's not really doing that great. Um, Sure enough, my you know my daughter needed a place to move into. Now she lives a mile down the street from us, but That's she awesome. lives there for at, a, at, a, at the dad rental rate, which you know, don't come to me for the dad rental rate <laughs> unless you're one of the three kids. Uh, same with my son too; he got to take advantage of that as well. So, and it, since he just bought a house recently, uh, we've sold that rental. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, it finally made a really good deal. So this is yeah, That's awesome. Sell now. That's right. That's right. Well, one of our previous guests was mentioning right before you came. That one of his lessons in real estate is wait, 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 wait. And then when you find the opportunity, hurry, 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 which is exactly what you did. And I think it's so cool because, Jeff, most of the times that we talk, and we talk relatively often, I ask you how you're doing. And one of the first things you say automatically goes to something that I think that you rightfully have a lot of pride in, 
which is, oh, yeah, my daughter moved into this house, or, oh, yeah, my son moved into that house, or, oh, I've got this amazing project. I'm going and refinishing the hardwood floors in my son's house. Yeah. And I just I, – I, it's so cool to watch you as a you – know, I'm a dad, and I, I really ha- have a lot of admiration and respect for you. And to watch you step into that role and take pride in the fact that you can provide for people – is amazing, and I think that's a lesson for all of our viewers. You know, I, I, when I was living in Israel, I had a rabbi who would always say that you should be his blessing. He would give is you should be amongst the givers and not amongst the takers, mm-hmm. because the table of the givers is always better. And it's so true. And to to watch Jeff step into that and just be so proud of his kids and his grandkids and what his dad taught him, which is the ability to be able to give people things that provide security and a shelter, a roof over your head, is probably one of the most important things, right? Oh yeah. So that's awesome. What other things have you gained from or, or, or learned during your experience as an investor and, and a landlord? Um, hmm. Boy, I have so many stories of interesting tenants and interesting things that we've done. Uh, one is just to be able to do things on your own. Like so mm-hmm. many people are intimidated by plumbing, electricity, you know, roofing, all those kind of things, and you just you just get it done. Sure. Know? Just learn how to do it and have some actual experience on it. So. Yeah, there's there's nothing like the present to teach you that you need to figure out how to do something, especially when you have something leaking or a light switch not working. So that's definitely some valuable advice. What about as as a mentor? Because I know you you function as as a great mentor from my perspective from my life i know that you mentor a lot of people you lead uh, an entire you know group and chapter of of a great organization what advice do you have for other people who are mentoring um I think uh, well, some of the best mentoring experience I've had is, is it breaks down to just three questions that you ask somebody. So when you're mentoring or they do something, it was, you, your response should always be um, what went well, right? What went badly or, or didn't really add value in this case? And how would you do it the next time? So almost every time you do a property, an evaluation, anything you really accept in life, think what went well. Okay, this is some stuff that went well. What didn't really add a lot of value, and then how would I do it differently the next time? I love that. So can we role play with that and just and run yeah, with sure. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Okay, so let me think of a situation. How about let's just throw it all out there. I launched a course, right? Okay. And you know a lot about it. We've talked a lot about it. It's I been do. something I've been super passionate about. Um, it's been fun. So, so Jeff, I want to talk to you about this course that I'm working on, and okay. maybe you can help me out. Great. Okay, what's the name of the course? It's called the CRE Pro Course. That's what I thought. Okay, so in CRE, uh, what went well? What do you like about that? Uh, what went well is that we it was crowdfunded. We had people that came to us wanting the course and were willing to pay for it before it was created. Uh, it went well. Another thing that went well is that it was well received. People really loved it. We don't really get requests for refunds or have com- complaints. Rather, people come to us asking for other services. And then what went really well is that it led to other businesses and other opportunities. People that take the course sign up for a mentorship program that didn't exist prior to the course. People who sign up for the mentorship program sign up for a mastermind that didn't exist before the course. And then people who go through those processes end up working with me in our group. Yeah. So really nice benefits out of it. I knew that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Now, what kind of things did not go well or rather didn't add value? So think about the efforts you put into it and what did not add value out of this course. Okay. So definitely some of the uh, the strife or, or abrasion that I have with, with, with Zach, with my business partner. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some energy that's been spent, I think, on both sides that didn't add value. Okay. Yeah, it's good to observe that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do it, love Zach though; he's amazing. Oh sure, but it's just you know, it's hmm, an observation. It's an analysis, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and then the last one would be, um, how would you do it differently in the future? So like CRE2, what would that course be different? So I would step right back to the, not the public facing stuff, the course, but the actual business. I would more clearly define my roles and responsibilities as an individual, as a CEO of the company. And Zach would more clearly define his roles and responsibilities as the COO of the company. And ironically, Ben, who was on Shlomo show, I know I'm throwing out a lot of names, yeah. uh, just an hour ago, um, he's an accountability partner of mine. We meet once a week. And this is something that is, this week, one of my goals, okay. to set up my responsibilities and Zach's responsibilities. And then an extra credit stretch goal, so to speak, is to set up Shlomo's responsibilities and Carolina's responsibilities and some of our other you know, members that are, are, are helping with the business administration. So more clearly defined roles and responsibilities, that would definitely be one thing that I would do differently. I would also hire someone to manage the sales and marketing so that I don't have to. I can focus on creating the content and training the students, and then someone else takes over the sales and marketing process because they're probably better at that than I am. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They find some skills that are out there that are different. Yeah. That's really cool. Any other, like, like uh, questions? Those are great questions, by the way. Any other questions or things that you add in in your mentorship sessions that really people gain benefit from? Uh, you know, sometimes it's about emotional stuff. So when we were talking, it was a lot about, hey, rent to your kids. They're, they're, they they don't pay very well, but it feels really nice. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's talking a little bit about emotional stuff. And I think Interesting. That, that helped me lead on to um, to the most successful landlord in the Hassanoff family is my daughter. So Really? <laughs> she, yeah. She She's moved into the house that Deb and I renovated and moved out of because it was so large. And uh, kept her house in Ferndale. And okay. She's been very successful there. And she was the same way. She's like, I don't know. Can I rent this dad? I said, yeah, you can. And we got together on it. And I think it's been vacant a whole of 12 hours. I mean, she was really, <laughs> That's awesome. She's really been successful with that. That's awesome. And a lot of that was mentoring about emotions. You know, you got to sometimes take some emotions out of okay. out of, out of being a, you know, a landlord. So let's bring it into this landlord. example. How do? What's the next step? So talk to me about emotions in sure. my situation. Uh, I heard you talk about your partner, and you yes. want to talk about how how you can get into good emotional space so yes. that the next product can yes. be you know as successful as the last. Yeah, so that's an important thing for me to recognize is what emotions are coming up for me that are causing me to do things that are not in my best interest, right? Right. So I'm going to answer that as this music comes on and we kind of dance our way out of this episode, which has been a lot of fun. So the answer to that is I want to look inside and what am I doing? What am I feeling? What am I trying to uh, maybe compensate for when I do become abrasive or when I do become, you know, gung-ho and it's got to be this way, got to be that way. And I think that's this idea that I want to teach people. I want to be an expert. I want to help build people. And you know when I want to do it? Right now. Yeah. So really it's the patience. I think that I need to work on that patience aspect and recognize that there is absolutely nothing wrong with the way that things are 100% right now. Yeah. And when I do that, I step into that, I feel in my body, man. I feel that, that, that just that release, which is amazing. And this, my friend, is one of the many, many reasons that I value our relationship so much and I have so much fun interacting with you because you just like help me to see things in a different way. And this is the value, guys and girls, men and women, whoever's watching this, of having mentors and friends and accountability partners. So Jeff, Thank you so much. Whoa, we missed it. One more. We're going to get it. it. We're going to get it. All right. right, There you go. Little trick, by the way, my wife taught me. If you put your hand up and you look at the other person's elbow, you never miss. I'm Dan Lukowitz. This is Jeff Hassanow. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. So happy to have you here with us today, Jeff. Thanks, Dan. Pleasure. Hey, we'll see you guys soon.